0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast
1: Network. Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, question and answers with Blue BlueWire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your new show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And you know what the best part is? You can get all of this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you just want to grow. Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Now listen, acceptance into the program is limited. So get your application in today. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join.
0: Okay. Suzoko finally waited. Ericsson low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Mora, and belted it into the lead. Brilliant goal! On debut, Tongue Ombumbele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, a great goal! It's Stephen Bergwine has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh, yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Good area for Spurs and Cates not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Hurricane. That is exceptional. <laughs> Lamella, who will try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yunmin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his.
2: Welcome everyone to another episode of Touchline Hotspur. Uh, By the time you listen to this, it will be 2021. So happy new year to everyone out there. Uh, Today, I've got some special guests with me. First and foremost, we'll go with our usual suspects. Owen, how are you today, mate?
3: Very well, man. I've been laying off the bottles this week after after Wolves. And um, uh, yeah, I'm just chilling, not sipping. Good, brother. I just pictured you... uh,
2: Counting them as you were putting them in the in the dustbin, <laughs> ninety nine downwards.
3: So. It was a sad sight. I promise you that.
2: <laughs> and tops, how are you, man? Fully recovered from COVID?
3: Yeah,
4: bro. Uh, very well. Very well. Happy to be back on the pod with you guys. Um, it's been a funny couple of weeks, but uh, I'm, I, I'm all good now, bro. I'm definitely ready to unload a little bit tonight. So
2: good mm. to have you back in full health, mate. And last but not least, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, So from Lily White TV, we have Eleanor. How are you today?
5: Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Just we all got to be chilling this new year. But yeah, luckily safe and sound and glad to hear everyone's safe and recovered. Um, So yeah, just chilling this new year. So yeah, it's nice Uh, to do
2: this. Indeed, indeed. Weird way to see in the new year, but we move, we move. (laughs) Uh, So, um, as you guys may may know, obviously we have our socials to plug. Uh, So follow us on Twitter at Spurs underscore touchline uh, and join the Discord server where a lot of our sort of uh, live commentary goes on and a lot of discussion around all the club pods. Um, And last but not least, we have a promotion with Fanslide, um, which Owen has been using recently, as recent as the Wolves game. Um, How have you been finding that recently, dude?
3: It was interesting. I had a baptism of fire with some uh, other games, with the Man United v Leicester game in particular, stunned me where I tried to be brave and it kind of bit me bit me in the bum when I had Rashford in for the first 20 minutes. So if you don't already know about fan um it's essentially fantasy football, but live, and you pick basically players who you think are going to perform over a 20 minute period and you can slide them out and you can kind of use one for five minutes, slide one out sliding back in for the rest of the 15 minutes. Um, substitutions get a bit less time. So you do have to be tactical with it. And um, I jumped into it again, following the Liverpool game, which I actually did really well in. I actually got 11th in the world. So I was nearly in the money feeling all confident going in to our game versus Wolves. Um the trick is luckily with uh us being a bit of a Mourinho team, so where you can pick kind of one player to have double points or triple points. Once we took the lead, I just started spamming in all of our defenders because I knew we <laughs> would start sitting back. So it was uh <laughs> we, we had a game where we had five technically five defenders on the pitch as well. So it was like triple points for Ben Davis, triple points for Sanchez. Straight away, I just wanted to get that out of the way because I knew if we were going to concede, if we were going to concede, we would concede late. So I just got that out of the way and managed to do very well for myself on that one as well. It's good that the uh, negative
2: mourinho uh, park the bus uh, tactic ended up working out for you. Mm. Uh, it didn't work out for us during the actual game, uh, which leads us into the review of sorts. Um It does. First and foremost, uh, the team sheet. Ah, gosh. It was a surprise. We, we literally, we literally uh, took took a sort of left turn, if you will. Uh, Tops, do you want to take us through lineups?
4: Yeah, man. Um, so we had Hugo in goal. Uh, it looked like we went with a back three. So Sanchez, Dyer, and Davies. Um, left wing back, we had regular on. Right wing back, Doherty. And it looked like in the middle, it was a uh, double pivot. <laughs> Say
5: that again, it's a problem.
4: <laughs> <laughs> double pivot of uh, Heuberg and Winks in front of them. Um, and, and then it looked like two sort of up front, which was uh, Sun and Kane. Yeah, so it's that was very, uh, a starting
2: <laughs> I, I think that's, that's probably the second time where Mourinho versus Wolves has opted for a three at the back. Eleanor, how do you feel like that reflects maybe some of uh, Jose's fears of what Wolves can possess going forward?
5: I mean, yeah, he definitely went um, quite safe, didn't he? That's what he tried to do, having, you know, Winks as well as Hoybeer, having, you know, Davis as well. Like, he wanted more backwards players, players that are going to stick in their positions and sit in there sit a bit more back he definitely he didn't want to underestimate we we kind of know he does this across the board he doesn't want to underestimate mm. any opposition which is a bit of a problem of mine but anyway we'll, we'll get onto that I'm sure um, but yeah what he basically told everyone lining up like that is you know what we want to we want to have as many defenders as we can on this pitch and nick a goal and then Chill, basically, and I think he just didn't want to. He 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 didn't want to disrespect them, and he definitely showed that. You know they have attacking outlets, which they do in Preds and Neto and stuff like that, and Traore. Like that. I know he didn't have a great season like before that game. He played quite well against us, but um before that, he didn't have great stats. But you can't like underestimate his pace and stuff. So he definitely wanted to sit a bit deeper. I think that's what it showed when he played all of them, rather than a back four with aurea and um, Regulon because they will push further up.
2: Precisely. I think this, this game has has taken quite a similar pattern to quite a few fixtures recently. Uh, we did nick an early goal within the first minute. Owen, <laughs> take us through the goal.
3: The goal itself was, insane. unfortunately I didn't have Ndombele right from the start on my, on my fan slide. But um, it was one of those corner routines. I think I saw Hoybier kind of dummy it through his legs and it went straight out. Um, they managed to clear it. It was quite badly dealt with. Um, ben Davis teased it out to Ndombele. And for some reason, I, I hadn't seen Ndombele score for a little while, but as soon as it got to the edge of the box, I knew it was uh, looking like it was going to be a goal. It was almost a perfect start, especially if you're Jose, you're looking at that goal thinking okay, this is it, I'm licking my lips we can play the way we want to or the way I'd like us to play from the first minute but um, it's just annoying now we've seen a bit of a trend since the West Ham game right, like we've had the fear of all of the gods put into us from that Lanzini goal Um, I'm just trying to ascertain whether teams have started to figure us out where we do attack with a limited amount of players or whether we have... Because it's it's similar to when we beat Chelsea 5-3 about six years ago when Mourinho was in charge of Chelsea. We beat them 5-3 on New Year's Day and then straight on from that day onwards, that season, Chelsea turned into this team which was just spamming 1-0s, 2-1s. They played very safe. So we kind of readopted that. We hadn't learned our lesson from from the palace game well enough and we didn't have a shot from the 20th minute onwards um it's again we I, whether it's Jose Mourinho or all the players I think it's both but Mourinho didn't help like for the second half again we we didn't even look like even Producing a single good counter attack, everyone didn't really see. We seemed too scared to play, didn't we? It yeah, was,
2: it's, it's a, it's a weird one. I think um after the game, Mourinho did blame the players and said that they lacked ambition. But it's almost, it's almost a spit in the face because of the fact that R- Mourinho is renowned for this style of play in terms of quite pragmatic, uh defensive focused at times. Um so, yeah, it's 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 quite rich coming from him, in my opinion. Um, do we feel like that's a fair assessment from him or do we feel like he's deflecting?
3: He's deflecting a bit because there was things that she was doing during the game, which made me questioning. I think early, even in the first half, I saw Son kind of playing out on the right. He didn't look comfortable. And then as the game went on, he was getting deeper and deeper. I'd say our only kind of forward-thinking player who actually put in a good performance was Ndombele. Um I didn't think he looked tired, to be honest, and he had just been rested. Uh, I don't think he played versus Stoke at all. He didn't? Yeah, so he he should be fair. I And then he, he took him off for Sissoko, and at the time... I, I've been an advocate for Harry Winks for a while and I thought this could be a game where he could actually help us start actually progressing in transition because he's someone who actually wants to get on the ball and has started to improve his passing range. But he, he had a horrible game and for all your purposes, he probably should have come off, not on Dombele. So when he's taken off our best attacking player on the day, I mean, that kind of epitomises your thinking, and it's a shame.
2: With regards to Ndombele, um, I'll come to you in a moment, Tops, as as our resident president of the Ndombele fan club. Um, (laughs) Eleanor, in terms of (laughs) his impact on the offensive and defensive end, do you believe that he's the key for our success?
5: I think if Mourinho wants to give him actual game time and doesn't want to hook him at half-time when he's... Oh, we're attacking too much. Then yes, he will be a very big outlet in our team. Um, I I don't know how many of you actually know me on Twitter, but I've had my my fair share of um, Jose Mourinho opinions. Put it that way, um, mm. I do blame it a lot of the Wolves game on him because as we've already mentioned his subs a lot of his subs were negative as in it's always a defensive sub like even Lamella being Lamella yes he will press for 90 minutes but he's also a workhouse he will do whatever Mourinho says to do and that is to defend he puts on Bergwijn yes Son had a bad game but he still took off an attacker for a more defensive minded player which is Bergwijn that is what he does he took off Ndombele which was our best attacker and put on Sissoko. Like, I don't believe that was fitness. I don't believe a professional football player with that much talent still is not fit to play a full game and more than 45 minutes after just being rested. I think that is Mourinho's choice. So I feel like he is so key to this team. It shows when he's on the pitch, it shows how key and Dombele is. It shows how much he will be in this team to push it to success. I think he's got brilliant talent. He's one of my favourite players to watch on the ball. He is actually the definition of making the game beautiful. And I genuinely love watching him on the ball. And I think if we actually build our team attacking around him, we will genuinely see success because if he pushes forward, he gets goals, but, it's hard for our midfield to get goals if they're never up there. Yes, LaCelsa has messed up a few times, but everyone makes human error. I just feel like it's hard for them to get chances if they're not up there. They're always sitting in our own half. So when awesome. Domle was the only one that was actually dribbling past players, he looks like a Dembele player. He's like Dembele with the ability to score, which is scarily exciting. And, and with, as and as with the
2: additional vision and, and guile in his passes and things like well, that. Well, yeah,
5: he's he just, he's got that ballerina feat that he had. And that kind of reminds me of him, the way he dances around players. But he's actually a big guy. like He's not like a little, you know, tiny little guy. He's actually got a big presence. But he can just dance around you and keep the ball. He's just beautiful to watch.
2: Precisely. Uh, tops. you had some interesting uh, feedback after the game. Uh, even during <laughs> the game, to be perfectly honest, around this whole... Taking Ndombele off between the- Oh I'm excited mm. to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean like like let's let's get I, our tin tinfoil hats moment. on to this
4: one. Like I spoke I spoke I, about Don't it, worry, I, I, I'm there. I, I spoke about it with uh, with Owen and Tobes and Dan on on the pod because I don't know, man. Like obviously you know how I feel about Ndombele. I feel bar Kane, he's our most talented player. Um he is the player that everything positive will go through. Um, I personally don't believe that he's actually p- being played in his best position. Um, I feel like or um, well, everybody who's watched him, especially Leon, would have said he was a six. He's always been a six, deep line playmaker, likes to receive the ball from the defenders and likes to open up the play in between the lines. We all know that's the kind of player he is. That's the player. Like He's a hooper. We, we know that. He has the ability to do this. But it seems like Mourinho seems to be, because Mourinho is quite reserved, as we know, in nature, he seems to be somewhat sh- shoeboxing him into this 10 role. And we all know, as Tottenham fans, especially over these last five, six years, you know, the 10 role has been a role that's been very important because of the way Pochettino played Ericsson in that position. But we yeah. can also, we can all tell that Ericsson and Don are completely. Different players and obviously the, the way that they're being employed in the teams well the way Ndombele is being employed in our team now is different to what Ericsson was um
0: mm-hmm.
4: it might sound mad but I feel like I feel like there's an element of scapegoating with, with with Ndombele at the moment and it's quite frustrating um the reason I say this is because as as, as I think most people know, he is a six and he's being employed as a 10. Um, we already know that his conditioning isn't 100%. We already know that Mourinho's not given him 90 minutes to play this season or last. Um, and it almost looks like that 60, 65-minute mark, he's always being hooked. The reason I say he's, I feel like there's a bit of a scapegoat element is because Mourinho knows, as he is our one, one of our most talented players, and generally when he plays... Things are positive when he plays. So he has to play him. But he can't get complaints from Tottenham fans, from maybe people higher up in the hierarchy of Tottenham for not playing him because he knows that if he plays, everyone will be happy. Media will be happy. He won't get the questions of why he's not playing. But because he doesn't trust him, doesn't trust his conditioning, doesn't trust his ability to work for the team more than 60, 65 minutes, after 65 minutes, he's happy to hook him. And no one can then say, You didn't play him. You didn't give him a chance, but I feel like it's actually being more detrimental to us than maybe for his own for his own personal reasons. Because that game against, okay, he didn't play midweek against uh, Stoke. Uh, he didn't play much, or maybe he didn't play against against Palace. But then this game was a game that I feel like from the very beginning, Dombele and Dombele had the opposition on on the ropes. He was clearly the most talented. He was clearly the most effective. And when he was on the ball, he was causing the most amount of problems for the Wolves team. And obviously, at that point, it's 1-0. He scored the goal. We're moving into the second half territory where we know we tend to fade. And looking at the game, Mourinho has two options. He has the option where he maintains and keeps Ndombele on the pitch in order for us to try and push for that second goal. Because if you looked at the Wolves team, the Wolves team was very was a very good first eleven, but the bench was awful. I mean, it was so mm. bad, their bench. And it looked to me yeah. that they were going to go all broke <laughs> for the game. And yeah. in my opinion, I would like to take Wolves as much as we can to the, to their limits before we then change it. And at 1-0 up, 65 minutes, they, you know, Wolves did have a lot of the ball. They had a lot of the ball and they had a lot of chances, but... I'm looking at that as being and Dombalay is still causing problems in that midfield at at ten, and he's the player that really will probably make the difference to try and change the game. On you that get a particular second... point, yeah,
2: yeah, On that particular yeah. point, I think uh, us, us playing with a double pivot of Winks and Hoybier sort of shoehorns uh, what we can actually do yeah. once we have a lead. Um, yeah. Obviously. Everyone knows that Winx is, is a bit of a water carrier. He just keeps t- things ticking over, and is very safe at times. He gets a lot of criticism for it, but there is a purpose to that. Yeah, I think in the particular system that we did play, it's not so much. It's not a viable option. Uh, the last time we we consistently played with three at the back, we had a double pivot of Wanyama Dembele and that, that's a very very different dynamic than a Winks and Højbier type of dynamic. Um so I think you do make a good point in in the fact that maybe if Endomeli did stick back not only does he offer that creativity to provide for the front front players but he also has that ability to maintain the ball to dance yeah. through, through defenses and and do that ball retention piece. Um so I think there is there is a big part to that. I think that has sort of put the microscope on on whether or not we have become one-dimensional also. Um, so over over the course of the season, obviously, we've been waxing lyrical about Son and Kane. Um, but what happens when they're not firing on all cylinders? What happens when the fast transitions aren't available to us? What direction do we go in then? Um, and I think this game is, is is part of a long string of results that have sort of highlighted this issue i mean if if we if we go through the statistics if you will uh so we're one of the lowest teams for touches in opposition boxes mm-hmm. i found uh, this out alongside, today alongside yeah. the likes of newcastle west brom uh burnley and fulham who are the bottom feeders of the league uh, as as our as our friend uh, mel pointed out uh to the arsenal contingent um so it is quite embarrassing, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but then, like, so, like you see with that point, you
4: see, like, I get that point. And you know what? There's an element of you looking at the stats and you're given the eye test as well, because whilst the number of touches in the box has been low, our efficacy has been somewhat high. Yeah. And you have to look at it as, like, when the chances come to better players, i.e. Canes, i.e. Suns, you will generally put them away. So I feel like it's very difficult to take that stat. I mean, on the face of it, that's, that. it's not a great stat. It doesn't, it doesn't look great for us. But we, all, we are also very lucky that we're blessed with players who have the efficiency and the efficacy to be able to put the chances that do come across their path
5: I can't. I I can't say that's okay. That's not okay. No, no, no. No, we can't.
4: We can't rely I not, on two not, players that can't no, make no, human error. That's because that, that's it. we make three
5: chances player. a game and expect them to score one. That's not okay. We've yeah. got to make at least ten chances a game. And I'm sorry, that's still pragmatic. We got. To, we got okay. to have ethic of when we get the ball straight to their box, not get the ball and try keep ball and then give it back straight back to them. before we were playing quick attack, um, counter attacking ball. Right now, we're playing nothing For We are literally yeah, just defensive. No, I can, I can, I can and, absolutely um, get Just that. because we've got it. clinical players, that's not sustainable. The sustainability no, no. of a winning something just because Kane and Son can score most chances they get is not sustainable because Kane gets injured a lot. He's getting burnt out playing like this, absolutely burnt out. He's all over the pitch. By March, he's going to be absolutely burnt out. And then you've got Son, which is going to have to fill in those shoes. And again, he's playing everywhere. And Mourinho looks at games as 90 minutes he doesn't look at it as long term he played Kane for a whole 90 minutes against Stoke which wasn't needed Like I, I don't agree with a lot of the things he does and just because they're clinical I don't think they're sustainable to play like that and we need to create more chances we need to have more touches in the box Kane shouldn't have more touches in his own box than their box Like that's just not okay um, th- there's a lot of things that yes we got results with but it's shown to not be sustainable throughout the league it's already showing now
2: so Precisely. there's a lot things to change. I think there, 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 is, there is a conflict of interest between being efficient and then valuing quality over quantity because by the law of averages, if you concede as much possession as we, we do and if we concede as many late set pieces as we do, mm. when there's a clear vulnerability... <laughs>
5: I hide people. every time we get a corner against us. Like, I genuinely
2: concept. hide. I see. <laughs> um, so, so, Owen, I know, I know this has been... This has been a topic of discussion for us uh, for quite a while in terms mm. of the set piece vulnerability. What do you attribute it to? Is it is it just poor luck, or is there a coaching
3: issue there? Um, a bit of both. Uh, I think we've got a pretty one dimensional system to defend corners. There's like a kind of two zone thing where we kind of then use um, Harry Kane to kind of roam and he'll try and like feed on any any kind of uh, corner routines, which um, a team might try and implement, which, um, I mean, Wolves exploited that to a T against us because uh, Saïs ended up getting in front of Kane, who's, I mean, he's not a natural defender from corners anyway. He, he's used to attacking the ball in the air. It just, it doesn't work. Um, and when we've used uh, certain zones, we've, ended up not just not clearing our lines well enough. Um, So, I mean, it's a bit of both, but I mean, if you, I think generally we, we tend to defend corners as in direct corners with the exception of Liverpool quite well, but we just invite so much pressure and so many set pieces onto us. Like I don't remember another like team getting as many corners against us as Crystal Palace did. In that game, that like it was it was insane. So, so I think if we can uh, develop her uh, defending from set pieces to be a little bit more modern, rather than just trying to get Harry Kane's head on it, that will obviously benefit us. But as well as that being needed, we need to get on the front foot more and just not invite as much pressure and set pieces.
2: Precisely, I think I think that both 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 things are definitely linked. Um, you can see the high volume of set pieces. If you are playing with low block, if you are close to your 18 yard box, uh, ultimately you frustrate the defense or the opposition into basically peppering ways to create opportunities by other means. And that either comes through drawing fouls or set pieces. So it's, it's one of those things, man. Like we, we really need to be a bit more mature in our play, um, And tactically astute, because at the minute we are literally just beating a dead horse with this with this system, and it's it's not bearing results anymore. So we can't even paper over the cracks. Um, speaking about papering over the cracks, obviously we've we've come into the season quite buoyant about our squad depth, and over the last few games in particular, we've looked a little bit lacking in terms of options. Um, so currently it stands that Bale, Lucas, and Vinicius are all out of the squad um which again during during the midweek game against Stoke it was quite a surprise uh, to not see vinicius on the team sheet um are do we have a right to be worried about about this uh, cropping up again
4: i think i think there's there's definitely a feeling to be warranted i feel like i mean stoke away <laughs> Kane should not be playing 90 minutes, man. I just, it's it's very difficult to try and understand. Like, you know, the, the, Vinicius is the type of player that was bought for this type of game. And Kane, you know, stat padding in the last five minutes. I mean, I'm all for it, but he doesn't need 90 against Stoke, you know, on a on a Wednesday night. Like, that's the sort of game that Vinicius should be playing. And I do feel a little bit like Vinicius isn't really getting the opportunities that maybe I thought he would. I feel like he has had some opportunities in the Europa League, but it also looks like Mourinho trusts certain players in the Premier League, and he hasn't given himself, he hasn't given uh, Bale the minutes that I thought that he probably would have given these type of players to kind of relieve um, the first-team players that he trusts. Like I think I've read something that Hugo, Dyer, Hoiberg and Kane have played every single game. Of the last five Premier League games and every single minute, which is like a little bit worrying, considering the amount of games we've had in this uh, period of time, uh, and still these these players who are very important players, um, they seem well. Maybe Bar, maybe Bar Lloris. They seem to be. They're looking somewhat fatigued. Looking like Hoiberg doesn't doesn't look himself at the moment. It's it's a, it's a strange one. I feel like he's he's put in a lot of minutes and um, it's kind of taking its toll. Kane as well himself looks a little bit uh, wary. Um, he, he isn't possessing really that goal threat that he generally has been. And I don't know, I almost feel like this role that he's been asked to play where he drops a little bit deeper, um, it's almost been stifled. And um, his ability to get in sort of the attacking forward sort of areas has also been reduced. Um, I feel like it's a very difficult position for us to now be in because obviously we've needed Bell to give us an, a bit of extra, uh, which he did against Stoke, um, he, and he has done in certain other games. Um, but for those three for, to be potentially out, Lucas, Vinicius and Bale, um, it is quite sort of, uh, I don't want to say worrying, but it's a bit frustrating, especially at this time of the season, um, when we do need, I feel we do need a little bit something to freshen it up um, with the amount of games that we've played and the way we've played recently. But I mean, if they're injured or if they've got any other issues, then you know we can't really do anything else, can we? We're oh, just gonna have to. We're just gonna have to keep going. Like the one thing that is frustrating as well is that we all knew before the beginning of the season that this team needed a squad to be able to fight on all these different fronts, on all these, 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 on all these different games. For games like Stoke, middle of the week in December, you needed a squad and even though he's been provided with those players and provided with this depth, doesn't seem to be using it. And we always knew that for us to get where we need to get this season, we're going to have to use the capabilities of the full squad. And yeah, totally. he, he doesn't seem to be. I mean, doesn't seem to be.
2: I think, uh, Eleanor, how do you, how do you rate uh, Bell's performances so far? Because for all the fanfare, the return has been, well, for lack of a better description, quite lacklustre.
1: Division and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
4: Um, but do you
5: know what he. <laughs> It's hard because I don't want to give up on him yet, but he we definitely need a competent right wing that can actually do the job. He's obviously not li- had the welcome back that we all thought he would. The, and like, I just feel like, I, I think we need, he will be there as a squad player, but that's about it. Not what we thought it would be. So I don't know. I just think he's not, he's he's had a hard start and i don't know if it's fitness or injuries or what but he's not having the start that we thought he would and i feel like we need to we need to get someone that can actually fill that role because he's not do- doing it
2: for for sure for sure and owen in terms of uh, the pecking order uh, do you feel like vinicius is is the answer to the long debated uh, secondary striker or are we going to find ourselves in a in a situation come summertime, especially where we're looking in the market all over again for that backup to Kane?
3: I think Vinicius, if anything, he's he. I mean, he's the most informer of uh, kind of backup attackers all round. So, I mean, if anything, he, he kind of has to be um, because we don't really have any well-rounded attackers, especially in wide areas. Like we only seem to have players who can perform like a game-by-game purpose, like Lamella can press, uh, Lucas can run and dribble, but not much else, and Bale can, can shoot or head the ball, and not much else, he can't. Yeah, it's it's, it's an area we definitely need to strengthen in. Vinicius, um, oh, I'm not sure if he can play a kind of wide forward role but he could definitely play maybe up top in Kane just off him like we've seen Kane as he played the number 10 role really really well a number of times um, as for Bale I um, see you guys know my thoughts on him Eleanor may not so <laughs> I, I was one of those that I mean wasn't having him before before he joined to be honest because of all of his injury problems and Everything else, I thought he'd fallen out of love with football as well, which turns out not to be true. He seems to be enjoying his time here, but he just doesn't trust his body. And I I foresee him getting more injuries as the season goes on. I held out a little bit of hope if we were to suspend the season for a couple of weeks, but if it doesn't look like we're going to do that, I don't think he's going to get a chance to catch up in terms of being able to recover and getting the, the match fitness minutes he needs. Lucas Moura, we've had him for a long time. Uh, I think he's served his purpose. He can leave in the summer. Lamela is just bad at football in general. <laughs> but I mean, I we need before, a right wing. We need a, a right wing. Yeah, yeah we it, do. It's
4: not the answer to that right wing.
3: Essentially, and a Bale, profile of player that can answer, play.
5: Unfortunately, that <laughs> can play
3: either flank. Really, like Sun. Sun can play either flank. Bergvine can play either flank. I've still got a bit of patience in him over i guess um in what areas than vinicius i think um i say we'll talk about the the fulham game and like, i think that would have been a really good opportunity for him to get going because i was foreseeing us potentially getting on the front foot in that game and hopefully stop padding a bit um but yeah for for me we definitely need a more well-rounded attacker that can either that can play flank lucas has to go. I don't foresee any of this happening in January, but I'm not having Lucas, Lamella or Bale.
6: Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed's match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash Blue Isle. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash Blue Isle. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply.
4: For the future, that's been,
3: the
5: problem.
3: <laughs> to answer your initial <laughs> questions, like yeah, I do think Vinicius could well be experimented as an option as well, because as I say, like he he has actually performed well in the minutes he has got, and even for the little minutes he has had in the Premier League. Um, I just remembered we did actually experiment with Kane and Vinicius for a short time at the back end of the West Brom game.
5: And that's why and I'm that scored. made
3: the difference. Exactly. Yeah. Vinicius is present, allowed Kane to run off and score the goal. Great so, the space. Exactly. So, I mean, we've seen it work in a short 10 minute spell. Why not for, for Fulham?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think I've I've touched on this many a time. I think building continuity amongst the squad and especially the squad players is going to be vitally important. It is good to see Delhi getting the odd minute here and there, and he has started to look like he's growing in confidence. Um, although I do, I do think it's again for the optics more than anything. Um, I think you you touched on a couple of things that, that I think we, we we should definitely touch on uh, in a bit more depth. Uh, you spoke about suspending mm-hmm. the season for for a few weeks, which. By all intents and purposes, might be the only solution to this shit show that is the COVID testing and the returned cases. Um, just so everyone knows, obviously, the the Fulham match did get postponed, which we're all aware of. Um, but the Premier League is really struggling to get a handle on any sort of um, decretion of numbers, I guess. Um, there were 19 new cases in the last round of testing or something silly like that. Um, which forced the suspension of the game. Do we feel like the Premier League could do something better to to stem the tide? Because um, as some of you may know, I'm part of courtside fracker uh, covering the NBA. And the NBA um, obviously went through the bubble scenario where they basically rounded up all the players and the staff and basically locked them down in Disney World to play the, the games at the tail end of last season. But since uh, December 24th, they've returned no new cases in every round of testing uh, subsequent uh, to that. So clearly they're doing something right. And with the money that's in the Premier League, you would think that it would be in their best interest to prevent any sort of suspensions or postponement of games. Um, So do we feel like the Premier League have to take a bit of an L on this and maybe front up some money to to solve
3: this? Mm. That's an interesting one. I think the only thing the, uh, the Premier League really could do, or as teams as individuals, is to essentially have all the players just stay at their their respective lodges at the training grounds for weeks. Uh, I'm not saying that's necessarily the answer, though, but because you are locking players away from their families, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which um, I'm not sure if that's how it worked with the NBA. Um, it was. It was. So they 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 were
2: they were basically locked down for about. two to three months something like
3: that yeah i i I don't know i wouldn't like the thought of that personally say with me being a father i wouldn't like to be away from my child for that long even if it is for the purpose of uh of you know my team and i wouldn't say that's sustainable it's it's a tricky one um i guess suspending i mean teams are tested every single day right so i'm not sure what else uh can be done other than that and i think we've seen just a spike of cases over the, the christmas period where i mean i guess some players are just seeing families um maybe outside of their support bubbles i don't know like i think i i would do the same if i was a footballer to be honest like <laughs> um and yeah, we've just seen a slight spread of cases through that. I mean, it's not even just players, is it? It's uh, coaching staff, and management staff, and I just don't think it's sustainable to keep people in these these bubbles for a kind of long period of time. So, I I think the only answer, I guess, would be to, as I say, keep teams in their kind of respective lodges and training grounds, but. I, I don't think that would be a sustainable answer.
2: Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I definitely empathise with with the fact of being away from families and things like that, but uh, we are looking at, obviously, again, it's a worldwide pandemic and concessions do need to be made. So if we are going to mm. enjoy the luxuries of watching Premier League football, there's going to have to be a sacrifice somewhere, I think.
3: Yeah, I feel a bit selfish asking it sometimes. But that it, yeah, <laughs> let's see
2: precisely it's it's, it's it's a weird one I, I think letting the fans back in the stadium and things like that although it was a nice gesture i I think it was a it was poor judgment in my opinion I, I I think it's no coincidence that the spikes start to happen when we start making concessions in areas of society and not to get too too wrapped up in that side of it um I do think we we are sort of looking at the Premier League to start putting the foot down and the FA to start making the tough decisions. Otherwise, again, we're putting people's health at risk for the purpose of football and then football ends up not happening anyway. It's, it's sort of like, where, where is the end to it? So hopefully we don't see too many uh, more rescheduled games and things of that nature. Cause again, we'll in another way be risking players' health and things of that nature. Uh, so they definitely need to figure it out for me. Um but outside of that, obviously we've we've not got that game to sort of uh, pick up from our bad form, uh, which is a bit of a bummer. So going into our next fixture, which is going to be Leeds. I um, can't remember when this game is.
4: Someone can... Second of January. Second, yeah. So, yeah second, second of, of January, Jan, so half, half 12. Half 12
2: yeah. Right around the corner. Um, how do we feel going into this game? Um, a lot of people would consider it a must-win, given our current form so Eleanor how do you how do you feel going into that
5: it's a must win I think funnily enough the way we play if we play the Mourinho style will work perfectly against Leeds and um, they play so expansive they're so open um you know that I, I mean it might be naive to some I mean it I, I enjoy watching them but they, they they won't change their style for anyone um, so th- they will come at us, and if they come at us, we'll be able to punish them. Um, I think we could we could score quite a few if we play our counter attacking ways. Um, the amount of space they leave, I think, is inevitable with Son and Kane are fit and they're on form. They'll run at them, and I feel like they can regain some form in that game. Um, it could be another like United situation when they played United and they just completely annihilated them because United do play a counter attacking game against most teams <laughs> and i feel like against them they will they will um it, like against Leeds we will play a bit more um counter-attacking and i feel like it's inevitable with the amount of space they leave um that even if we don't want to attack we'll just be forced into it so i feel like we, we could it will work perfectly if we play the way we both should play i think it will work really well and uh, yeah i feel like we will approach that game with the same mentality
2: Indeed, that that is quite interesting because obviously a lot of a lot of the chat around the Spurs faithful has been at home. We should impose ourselves more on teams. Um, Tops, do you feel like you can play that counter-attacking style while still imposing yourself on the opposition, or do you think it's either or situation?
4: No, I, I definitely think that we can impose uh, that counter-attacking uh, style on. On leads, I feel like I've watched a fair bit of them. They have been like quite good to watch, but as Elena has said, they have been fairly open. Um, generally, teams who have succeeded against them have been able to kind of counter counteract that ability that they have to really come at you from sort of all different angles. They are very well trained. Um, it, it, it seems very, they're not very well disciplined in the sense that. Um, Their style of play, it looks to be sort of patterns of play that they seem to sort of replicate and everyone has sort of bought into that. But once you break that, um, there is quite a lot of space that can be left open um, to attack. There's a lot of opportunities for you to get them. Whilst they get a lot of shots on or off target, they also do conceal a lot of space, a lot of of shots on themselves as well. Um, So I do think this is the kind of game, I don't want to say attack it against defence because that would... Be us giving them a lot of credit, but I do feel like they'll, this will be an opportunity for us to be able to uh, use the style of play that we've been playing to a sort of decent extent against Leeds. Um, I do feel that we have a, we obviously have a better, a more inferior sort of, we have a, a better team than they than than they do, um, but I do feel as well they've also got lots of different players who can cause problems for us on, on any day. Rafinha, Bamford, Harrison. Yeah, Rafinha is amazing. Um, so there's there, there's it'll be a good game, but I, I do feel like some of the the uh, the better sides who have played against Leeds this season, um, there's definitely room for us to uh, exploit, definitely against them.
2: Indeed, I think I think it should be an interesting game. Obviously, uh, the Manchester United result was mentioned, and since then they've gone on to win both of their games. Yeah, uh, six goals, two clean sheets. So they seem to have figured out something that works, albeit versus the likes of uh, West Brom and Burnley. Uh, so not, not necessarily uh, the top opposition, but it's improvement nevertheless. And with us being on bad form and sort of seeming like we're fumbling to find a system to address the pressure that we're inevitably going to invite onto ourselves. How do you guys see, uh, see us lining up um, in terms of system? Um, Obviously, we've seen quite a few different alterations to it over the last few games. Um, whether it's a four-two-three-one, or shades of a four-three-three, or even a three at the back with sort of however you would describe it, two in midfield, three up top, uh, sort of lopsided thing. Um, how how do we foresee us lining up from a from a structural standpoint?
3: Well, I think we'll probably go back to. This kind of 4-2-3-1 or four, four, two, however it ends up coming back. We'll definitely go back to a back four. Um, I'd like to see Aurier come back into the team. Um, yeah. he got somewhat backed after his error, but um versus Leicester. <laughs> um but he he obviously he didn't play against Wolves. I'd like him to come back. I think this could be a good game for Sanchez. He could build on his uh, good performance against against Wolves. They've got a very kind of dynamic quick attack, which, which would suit uh, Sanchez's style, I think. Um, and I'd like to see us keep faith in Wings. I'm, again, not for a pro Wings in general or anything like that, but I envision us coming under quite a lot of pressure. Um, like you said, side like they've been incredible and they've kind of sewed up a few little leagues since, uh, since that 6-2 defeat to United. So I think they'll be high in confidence and they'll look to implement themselves as much as possible. Winks could help, let's see, using his press resistance and helping to recycle the ball to our attackers because I fear Sissoko, if he plays, he could well get targeted in that game for additional pressure. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. hold that much trust in that, unfortunately, for him. Um, Bergvine, I'd love to see him come back in as well. I think this is also a good game for him. Like we, We probably come under a similar kind of so I played like we did in the Liverpool game, and if he can kind of get into those same attacking positions and hopefully put one away, this could springboard him. Um, though I have been dreading this game for a while. Like Bielsa teams, like Pochettino teams, have evolved for us tend Love to kind being. of peak inside <laughs> this this time, right? Love like, um, under Pochettino, we would kind of spring a few leagues at the start of the season and then start to sew them up as we get into this Christmas period, and then we would really kick on, which is what Leeds look like they could be doing as of now. Um, so I'm not confident, I'm really that's not confident.
2: A, that's an interesting point, actually. I, w- I was going to ask everyone, um, how, how do you guys feel? Um, me personally, I'm a bit bummed out going into this fixture and not being able to see that sort of uh. Romanticized master-apprentice matchup between Pochettino and Bielsa in the Premier League. Um, so, Eleanor, how, how where do you, where do you stand on this? Are you are you crying over spilt milk with me, or are you very much looking forward to the future?
5: I mean, I I just love watching Leeds. I mean, they emulate exactly what we used to do, but with we were a bit more pragmatic, just a little bit, a little bit more tactics, not just Gano. Kind of, but yeah, I'm sort of like. I do. I do. I I have a bit of sentiment towards him. So I'm a little bit crying over spilt milk. I do. I do a little bit. um, But I do. I just love him. I just think he's he's such a normal guy. He plays great football. I I think they've done really good business since they got promoted. Um, And like I said, Rafinha is a great player. Bamford is literally like one goal behind Son or something like that. He's, um, yeah, they create so many chances and if they were clinical, it could be scary. But um, yeah, I, I love, I love him. I love Fielsa. So I love, I, I just do. I, I, I just, the, the whole <laughs> romantic thing with Poch. I'm still, everyone knows me. I'm a Potch lover. People know this. Um, I, I like enjoying watching my team play football, not half asleep. I'm very much Blanche Flower, quote here. So um, <laughs> I, I do very much... agree with the way they play but I understand against some teams you can't play like that and I think against teams that do play like that and if you are more pragmatic it can be quite exciting but yeah there are things that I don't like and that's why I enjoy watching Leeds at the moment more than I enjoy watching Tottenham but hey ho
2: (laughs) I mean I mean, Spurs Spurs have put me to sleep in maybe about three of the last five games of the season so um, I'm definitely with you on that Um, but that's probably also indicative of my sleep pattern so (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'll, take, I'll take that with a pinch of salt. Um, listen, where do we where do we sort of see the scores um, ending up in this one? Too? I'm I'm look I'm I'm looking at how both teams have performed in these type of situations, and yeah, it seems like a board draw is uh, going to be the least likely situation. Um, and yeah. so, top, where where where's your head at with this one?
4: Like, it's a funny one, really. I I kind of. I do agree with with Owen. There's a there's a lot about this game that I've I've dreaded. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I look at their the ability to move the ball so quickly and their fluidity in in attack, which you know very much. Uh, the draws a lot of similarities to the way we used to play on the posh. So uh, based on how we've been performing, like at the moment, I'm. I Don't know man, I'm conflicted, I'll be honest with you, because uh Mourinho he's he's turning the screw with me a little bit, and I'm and I'm doing my best to stay to stay faithful to him. I'm doing my best to stay um, faithful to daddy. daddy. Doing, stay faithful to daddy. Doing, I'm, doing, side, I'm, I'm doing my best not really sure. to stay faithful to him because I believe that there, there's a plan and he's he has the ability. I'm not gonna lie, I was so fucking <laughs> annoyed after that game against Wolves purely because <laughs> I, I, felt so that, I felt that I felt that <laughs> he had the opportunity to take the blame and he threw everything at the players which I don't always believe is the I case I mean that's,
2: that's that's not the first time he's done it and that that's you know, probably um, that's probably
4: the most on brand yeah.
2: Mourinho thing so
4: like you know I like I'm I'm, dem- I'm tempted to pam him into the dust but I do believe that we have had a, a really difficult run of games um, Wolves isn't a great result but I feel like the team just need a little bit of a kick. A home result against against a Leeds team would be positive for us. Um, as, as we've said as well, get a few of the other guys back in. Um, Aurier would, would be good to get some freedom on that right side. would be good to get um, Berger in, getting in on a team that will offer a bit more space. Uh, get Sun back on that left. Um, yes. I think moving forward, look, look, looking at this game, it probably screams draw all over it, but I feel like we can nick it like a three-two, maybe three-one, three-two. I feel like you they'll think, be. You think a draw is
2: a likely result in that? I, in d- that I don't
5: think that's at all on the cards. I
4: don't. I, I, I feel I don't like. Know. Go, go ahead.
2: What, what? How do you see this one <sighs> planning up?
5: I just see it them having all the ball, all the chances. They're not very clinical, so they will shoot, but it probably won't get near Lawrie's quite a lot. Um, we will leak a goal or two, maybe, but. I feel like they were so expansive. If we do not attack in all that space they have, then yes, I'm coming for Mourinho's head because I'm sorry, (laughs) what else are we doing? So I actually see it being quite high scoring. Genuinely do. I I could see a 4-2 to us. I genuinely could. Um, And that doesn't mean to say, oh yes, we're back now. No, no, because there are a lot of problems I have with Mourinho's style. Mm. So (laughs) it works against some teams, and some teams it doesn't. But these, I think against, Leeds, if they're going to leave that much space and we're going to just, what, are we scared to attack Leeds now? Like, no. We, we come at them when they give us the ball. It's fine. You can have the ball because they're not very good with it. Yes, they create chances, but they're not, they create a lot of chances and do nothing with the chances a lot of the time. Yes, you've got high scoring, but imagine with all the chances they create, they could have been up there competing for Golden Boots, really, like a lot of the
4: time. Yeah, they, see, it's yeah, it's, it's funny it. you say that, you see, like we'll, if Leeds beat us, they're in the same points as us.
5: Yes, if, if Leeds beat us, then yes, I've got more to say. But what I'm saying to you is that our teams <laughs> yeah. are very well matched. We should be yeah. able to come at the space they we have behind. Be.
4: We should be. We, so we should be
5: if, And I don't mean go toe-to-toe with them because they play what we used to play and we know what that's like. Uh, fair enough, that's not Mourinho's style. As much as I have a problem with it, he's not going to change. But against teams like this, it's, it could work perfectly. So if it doesn't even work against Leeds, which are open as fuck, then I'm sorry. We need to change our <laughs> tactics because if it doesn't work against Leeds... It's not going to work against anyone. And that is is the be all and end all of it. So, yeah, I expect us to win. I expect us to win by high scoring if it's 3-1, 4-2, something like that. And if it doesn't, and if we draw or lose this game, if we score one and sit back and then they end up winning like 2-3-1, don't expect me to
3: be quiet about it. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep my eye out for that one for sure. I'm glad it was touched upon as well with uh, Mourinho kind of calling out players in the, in that post-match interview versus oh, yeah. Morse because again, with it not being the first time he's done it, it's such a big power move from him, isn't it? Because if it fails or if he's waffling, And chatting shit, then it's just going to go against him. Like, if I felt like he was ultimately just throwing his players under the bus for the sake of deflecting from him, if I felt that way, I would want him gone. I I don't know if I still have doubts whether that that. is the case. That is what he's doing because I don't feel feel like someone who's who's that competitive (laughs) um, would just essentially just sack himself is or double wait, down on he will Owen, you, self-sabotage Owen, ever, because wait is, is Owen turning <laughs> yes
5: <laughs> yeah, he I'm, just said I it. it if he's doing it to deflect himself then he is and that's exactly no, what he's
4: okay, doing okay, I, okay, Owen, uh, Owen, okay, I don't feel okay, like Owen, he is Owen. let me but... make one point let me make one point right in that game the one thing that just that worried me about his decision making was the fact that he chose to take off Indombalay instead of Wings. Yeah. That scared the fuck out of me. Because yeah. in that game it was clear that Indombole should have stayed on. And it was it obvious that Wings should be I mean have come to, off. to be to play devil's
2: advocate. Oh, um, so do do. um, please don't do this. I think I think I think we do get hung up on on, on the sort of personnel changes over the course of a game. More so than the, the actual systematic like approach to games.
5: That's a problem as well.
2: Mm. Precisely, I think one one trumps the other though. For me, I think the system is inherently flawed more so than the personnel changes. I don't. Oh, I don't really. Um, no, but two
5: nil down against Leicester, and you bring in on Winks instead of Vinicius when he's on the bench. That's personnel change. That's a
3: problem. Uh, I felt okay. like Vinicius should have come on for bail, To be fair, uh, either way, Winx was why actually needed in that Winx game. And you're, br- because, you're not bringing
5: on a goal scorer because I think
3: scorer. there's because
2: I think there's more than one way to skin a cat. So a lot of the time, what what we what we do is we equate attacking player means attacking football. That's not always the case. In in a situation where you're two one down, for example, if you throw four attackers on you're going to leave yourself susceptible to more counterattacks. So I think sometimes the more, like I'm, I'm all for pragmatic football, as long as there is a attacking edge to it. That's why Pochettino stood in such high regard for me. It's, it's a case of make the system function to deliver what you're looking for it to deliver. Where that becomes a little bit murky waters with Mourinho is the the ideology is very rarely clear. Uh, so, against say Liverpool, we we played with our attacking lineup, but we didn't really look to attack in the way that warranted the personnel that was on the pitch. So, regardless of what changes we made over the course of that game, I'd have still been looking at what is our approach, what is the purpose of this combination on this side of the pitch, for example. And, and, and that, for me, is the biggest issue. In in games like against Leeds, we're going to be basically looking at, OK, cool, we know we're going to sit off. We know we're going to try and hit them on the break. Whether we line up with Ndombele and Hojbjerg in midfield or Sissoko and Hojbjerg in midfield, to me it's irrelevant. It's just how are we going to make sure that we retrieve the ball quickly and transition it to the right areas and finish our chances that's what we know is is going to be our approach but how are we going to do that over the course of the game are we just going to lump it or are we going to actually combine with players that those some those players are, are more
5: be- capable and Dombele is more capable at moving it forward than Sissoko is and, of course
2: okay, so, is, so on, on so an arbitrary on an arbitrary level but we've also seen that in, in our best performances of transitioning the ball quickly, Sissoko actually adds a lot of value to that. because He has value,
5: the- but I'm saying if we don't line up with Ndombele and we line up with Sissoko, Hoybeer and Winks, then I think, okay, who's going to progress it forwards too much? So there is personnel think, well, in there as well.
2: Precisely. I, I think Hojbjerg has has shown that he is not only willing, but also capable of being
4: that transition player. But he's
5: not Ndombele. Of course mm. he's
4: not. Of course he's not. <laughs>
2: Um, okay, sorry.
4: sorry, can I ask you something? Go ahead. Can I ask you something? Just sorry to interrupt. So, I, I, I largely do get your point, especially with the system because of the style of play that Mourinho is wanting us to enforce. But do you do you believe that with the quality of players that we've acquired, the acquisition that we have, the acquisitions that we've made in the summer, do is it acceptable for is it acceptable for us to be playing the way that we've been playing with the quality of players that we have?
3: That he's
2: using in this system. No. No. Uh, no, but... me, me personally, me personally, it's just it's just falling oh, off a it's... fucking cliff. And well, this is it, then this is me. I, can't, it. I, I
3: don't I,
4: I don't get it. I don't but, get so it. So you are you Mourinho out or are you just like No, not no, sure? no I'm, I'm Mourinho in, I'm Mourinho in, I'm Mourinho in. I'm, Mourinho in, I'm <laughs> Mourinho in. Well, <laughs> I think you safe Everyone to say you might that. be on the Everyone fence. Says I'm
3: that. I'm leaning towards him being in still, but I think we we just need to see a return to the football we were playing, say v Newcastle v West Ham v Southampton v Man United. We are capable of being pragmatic and hugely effective on transition. I think even if teams had sussed us out to an extent, we we are good enough to still bypass the kind of systems that might counteract even counteract us. Even if it is just kind of undomable to Kane to Son. Um, my earlier point just about like Mourinho uh, he's been accused of maybe like scapegoating players especially like scapegoating uh, your boy tops Tangi yeah. or our boy we are essentially a uh, Tangi fan club right but yeah it would just it just wouldn't make sense to me for someone who's that competitive and does seem happy to be at the club and to to help us achieve great things to win trophies etc it doesn't make sense for him to in my eyes, uh, scapegoat players to spite spite the team and to, and to essentially detriment himself. himself to to make the team essentially hand-in-hand hand then go worse. The I said actually miss it out, but it just wouldn't make sense to me if he was doing that. I think he's uh, kind of... It's
5: because he doesn't actually care about Tottenham, that's why.
3: So Ellen, I think I what does, what do
2: you think, think he does, though. think he does. What do you think yeah. is end end goal to that then if, if, if you feel he's here
5: to win a trophy he's a short term fix he's not a long term fix so he's not sitting there thinking oh I'm here for 10 years I need to think about the tip no he's I just saying, I've done nothing wrong I'm Mr. Serial winner here I've done nothing wrong it's the players fault they don't do what I say oh so you're telling me all these attacking players that we've had for 5 plus years now don't want to attack even though you've told them to don't give me it You, it's, it's your fault like, to, <laughs> like, don't, this, don't see, this is
4: what like, gets me play. you see like him, like him throwing players under the bus and, and he's, he's basically saying basically players like Kane, Dombalay, Son, Bergwin don't want to attack. I don't get it.
5: Don't I'm, lie to me I'm, because I'm they were five before. I'm, I'm confused so don't lie to are, me. These <laughs> are attacking
4: players. These are attacking players. And he it's cannot, funny that we attack for 20 minutes. You can't tell me this. I, I'm not buying it. And this is why I asked the question.
5: Exactly. Thank Do you.
4: Do we are we actually honestly accepting that we have the players of this quality that we've acquired these players in the summer and we've acquired this squad? For us to not be attacking, one shot yeah. on target. Yeah, but apparently the they don't listen match. to him, and it's not Mourinho's fault. I, I, I don't know, man. That's yeah, I know. That's difficult. I know. I'm with it's, you. It's, it's, it's difficult for me to <laughs> to fully listen to that. Like I, I can maybe understand if there's an off game, but I'm I'm starting to see patterns, and this is what is just worrying, man. The patterns that we're seeing where we're going into games, we're starting off quite well, starting off quite positive, we're scoring. And then we're aggressing. We're not really yes. performing. We're not really attacking. We're not progressing. And so then I'm the support- minute
5: we concede, we can play that football again. So don't tell me that, oh, they don't want to do it. Because somehow, in-game, you change it the minute we concede. so
3: Against Leicester, we didn't. It's well, it's Leicester, more it's case... Leicester
5: don't like having the ball either. We can't play our style when they want to do the same thing to us. We,
3: we're not we're good at that. When we do try and play on the front foot. And again, like mm-hmm. the Crystal Palace game was a bit of a good reference to, to go back to it for me, because... In the second half, I I didn't feel like it was under manager instruction to not come and show for the ball. Like it was, it was weird. I I wouldn't even know what to put it down to because the players ever since, as I said, the West Ham game, we've just had this mentality as a team, not just the manager. Even though you could argue Mourinho epitomises that from what he's asked from the players sometimes, but where. In that Palace game, the players didn't really want to show for the ball. There wasn't running in behind and stuff. It, for all their attacking purposes, they just didn't look themselves. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not good enough. But it's, it's, it's a weird,
2: it's, a, it's a weird turn <laughs> of events. To be perfectly honest, I mean, we, we, we sit what seventh in the table now.
4: Yeah, um, uh, yeah, seventh. Yeah, twenty six points. Yeah
2: another win would take us up to up to third so i mean yeah. it's it's not all doom and gloom no, um, yeah. but when you do have such a such a sort of steep downturn in form so abruptly it will obviously highlight some of the flaws that i think a lot of us saw prior to then um i mean we're going to we're going to wrap up soon obviously we've covered we've covered most of the pertinent points um i guess going into 2021 and the sort of um, New Year's resolution. What would that look like from your perspective as a Spurs fan in regards to uh, Spurs going into the New Year? Uh, so we'll start with you, Eleanor.
5: Oh, what well, I want them to change.
2: Yeah.
5: I want them to play football. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. I don't want to watch oh, the other I'm team running. play. I, I don't want to be dying of boredom. I don't want them to feel like, oh, you know, all Tottenham are going to do is sit there and hope that we m- miss a one chance and then that's it, we get the ball and that's we score. I don't want to play that sort of football. Um, against some teams, yeah, that's cool, but not against, like, your Palaces, your Leicesters, um, even Leeds, if we don't do that. Um, I, I don't want to... Yeah, I just, I just want to see some sort of football. I want to go back to what we were doing at the beginning of the season, which sort of debunked all my worries from last season. So um, that's what I want to do. But, yeah will Mourinho change his ways? I highly
3: doubt it. But anyway, that's what I want. How about you, Owen? I'd like us to make some uh, smaller tweaks. I don't think we need a massive overhaul in terms of like personnel or even the manager change. As I say, it's just small little tweaks to get back to how we were playing in those games before the West Ham game. And um, we, we go for top four and the trophy from there. I mean, we've got all of our hard games out of the way. I saw a thing as well we're kind of the team that's had the hardest run uh, on paper anyway for the kind of first third of the season Um, now we're going into some more favourable games so some (laughs) slight tweaks we try to at least create more chances all in all and we go for top four we go for a trophy the Carabao Cup looks favourable as well Um, and yeah come on you Spurs
2: Last but not least, yeah, man.
4: I mean, I I feel like even though it's 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 small, it's also big. I feel we just need to get this monkey off our back, just just get a trophy. I know as a club, the trajectory we're taking. It would be silly to frown upon a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup, but. I feel no, like... the Carabao, man. I'm tired of hearing <laughs> it. I don't, like, don't want to hear just, that. If we just get it off our backs, that's like, a, I think, we'll, that'll probably settle a lot of things. I think that that is probably deep-rooted in the club. Um, I think moving forward, like Owen said, small tweaks. I mean, I don't believe we're going to make massive changes in January, but securing Champions League football and getting us playing decent football, well, not decent football, but football that works, That gets our players, our best players playing is what I want us to see. I mean, playing in the Europa League after Champions League, it's just the pits, man. I just want Champions League football back. Uh, And it's so different as well watching a team who clearly know that they don't give a shit about Thursday football as opposed to Tuesday or Wednesday football and how it affects their football throughout the week as well. Um, So moving forward, just trying to get ourselves back to where we should be. Um, top four. If we can, if we can get this type, if we can get a cup, fine. But if we don't, I mean, it's one of those things. But getting our best players playing as well as they can be. Um, I, if and I mean, if I could ask for one thing from Lever Levy, just run me Sabitza man. Just do what you can to run me Sabitza man. <laughs> like, if, if, if you can bring <laughs> Sabitza to the football club, I'll be happy, man. Just run me that done, and let's play decent midfield football. Though. That's all I want. But if not, I'm over, it, I'm over
2: it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you guys have covered all, all the, all the major ones. I think for me, for me, it is literally develop some sort of midfield because I, ah I can't deal with it, man. Like, <laughs> I can't deal with it. <laughs> oh, man. If, if I sleep for one more game during the season, I'm cancelling <laughs> Sport and all of that shit because, yeah, it's just it's a waste of money. I might as well just watch highlights because, for yep, me, check 90 the score minutes, after that's what I say precisely <laughs> 90 minutes of this year I mean I mean I am pretty glad that I've not been able to go to this stadium uh this season because mm-hmm. yeah, I Nyquil games I'm not for it so yeah so yeah uh that, that about wraps it up for us uh as as I said before happy new year to everyone that's listening um thank you again for you guys for joining and especially you Eleanor pleasure to have you on thank you for having me we're good hopefully we can we can have you on again and make sure Anything. that uh, everyone follows you on your socials if you want to plug those quickly as well
5: um yeah so i'm at lily white underscore tv on twitter at lily white tv on youtube and at lily white underscore tv on instagram i also do a football podcast called the fifth officials um and that's on twitter and all you know the normal streaming sites so like apple podcast spotify you know all of that so yeah <laughs>
4: Sick, sick.
2: As as always, everyone uh, follow us on uh, Twitter at Spurs underscore Touchline and join the Discord server, and we'll we'll be looking to um, have a lot more content for you guys in 2021. So uh, that wraps it up, and come on, you Spurs!
0: Has Steven Birdline has arrived in North London! Sports Social Podcast Network.